0: Well, just for the record, we like it hot. It hit over 100 degrees today. But we're really excited to be hanging out with you guys because we're sitting in air conditioning right so now. So
1: thankful for air conditioning. <laughs> yes.
0: And what we're going to be talking about today is hot off the presses, at least from our hearts anyway. Right. So we want to welcome you to the Love and the Fight Marriage Podcast. Don, this is episode 60.
1: Wow, that's crazy. <laughs> Can how, you believe it? How did we get to 60? 6 0. <laughs> that
0: is just wild. And it's great to have all of you joining us today. Well, Don, it's been a great week, hasn't it?
1: It sure has. I know I I feel like I'm running on empty a little bit, but it was an incredible week weekend. Just a longer weekend, I think. Yeah, yeah. We
0: actually are running on empty. I don't know if you guys ever do this, but we overcommitted. We did we, in the last <laughs> we two did. weeks. It was good, but definitely overcommitted. And we are headed for some R and R. We're gonna relax, yeah. and we got some light at the end of the tunnel. That's just balancing right. life and marriage and all of that.
1: I think that's the bad part about having energy. Sometimes you commit to a few things, and then all of a sudden your body <laughs> runs out. Of That energy, and then you want to crash. Yeah, your body
0: says no (laughs) more, that's it, and you hit a wall. Well, we had like almost a hundred people, maybe not quite, uh, in our garage the other day, and again yes. another hot day. Yes, but everybody stayed for hours. Yep. At least it felt that way. So that, that might mean that the party was a success. It was,
1: yes. I know we hosted a double graduation party, one for my nephew and niece together in our garage, and like we, like I said, we love to have people over. Like it's something that we enjoy doing. But it was hot. It was, it was hot. We're very thankful. We have an air conditioning vent in our garage garage. garage that we were able to open. And so the inside of a garage felt a little bit cooler, but it was good. A lot of fun, lots of people, um, and just a great turnout.
0: Okay. We're just going to throw ourselves under the bus a little bit. Double confession right here, Don. We had two heaping bowls of ice cream, I think two nights in a row.
1: We did. We don't do that very often at all, actually. (laughs) But I know we had malt powder on top of our ice cream, blue bunny, salted caramel, and then like Chunky chocolate chip or chocolate chip cookie dough or something. It was amazing. Well, and you and I work out all the time,
0: but we rarely reward (laughs) ourselves or indulge that much in a row. And that was fun.
1: Yes, we were celebrating. Our son and his beautiful wife and our grandson were here for the weekend for the graduation party. And we decided to just, you know what, let's get some ice cream and we splurged. But before that, we ran. We went on a couple of runs with them. We did. We also played pickleball. So we were active in the midst of it. Yeah. Um, But I love that ice cream. The, it was great. The
0: calories were worth it. It was. They? Yeah. yeah. Well, hey, guys, we're going to be jumping into the content for today's episode. But before we do, we just wanted to kick it off with a couple stories. And Don, you know, you, my, you know my story, my past growing up. My life was kind of unusual. We moved around an absolute ton. So I didn't yeah. have like geographical security. But we were also homeless multiple times. Not only did we not have very much money, ran out of food, but were homeless. And certainly not my whole childhood, but growing up, those were some pretty tough things. And they yeah. get into your mind, they get into your soul and they become a challenge. Yes, they, they, they kind of stand there. The poverty of my childhood shouts and screams at me and makes me feel like a victim. Right. Like I can't accomplish anything. I, I even remember an experience I had 15 years old. I was driving in a car with a relative and we got to a stoplight and this person was just being awful to me. And at 15, I stepped out of the car. I said, you know what? I'm going to walk home right or wrong. I just decided to walk away because this person was being awful to me. And as I started to walk away, I think I got about 50 feet away. And all of a sudden I felt somebody punch me as hard as they could from behind, I think like three or four times again, as hard as they could. I hit my knees, kind of blacked out, woke up on the pavement and realized that this relative who was an adult had just physically assaulted me in public, got in their car and drove away. Right. That experience, man, that could haunt me. That's an experience that could make me feel like dirt or feel like I, um, you know, again, am a victim and I can't accomplish anything.
1: It's funny, when I look back at my life, there's some stories as well that I I look back and like, those weren't positive things. Like mm. when I was in a car accident and my car exploded, I wasn't doing anything and my car exploded on me and I had severe burns that I had to go through. But then also just other times, you know, medically, where, you know what, something happened and it was frustrating and my, I had to deal with some medical issues. Yeah, and I think, Don, we
0: could blame God and be angry at God and right. again, feel like we are you know having bad things forced upon us or you know something's wrong with us Uh, and and so again it can begin to build up some bad concepts of ourselves in our minds.
1: That's funny I feel like sometimes we look at each other like you know a negative thing happened and then the next week another negative thing and then a another negative thing and they're not even that big of things but we just look at each other like what's happening why is this all happening at the exact
0: same time? Oh it's it's crazy and again that that just kind of feels that negativity yep. but I think recently too we, <laughs> we dropped off our scooters to get them tuned up for the summer you and I were all amped we went to go pick up our scooter I think
1: we talked about that last week that I we dropped we off did. our scooters a week or two ago yeah. and
0: we just went to pick up our scooter and one of them had what well, just wasn't idling well would stall every now and then and, and that one just
1: happened to be my beautiful <laughs> plum flawless Vespa scooter that I was so excited for I love my scooter gorgeous scooter (laughs) low miles but you worked on it and it just wasn't idling or staying idling right yeah like it it was stalling it was
0: driving but it was stalling and we went to go pick up our scooter after it being there for a couple weeks and they just told us yeah the engine no longer works
1: like it seized up like It's dead. Yeah, you dropped
0: it off. Usually, you drop it off at a mechanic, and they make it better. But it was working; it just wasn't, you know, idling correctly. And they just said, "Well, yeah, you dropped it off. This never happens." Uh, but we think your engine just broke on the inside. I just and- was so
1: sad. I know we went in there, and I just had to talk to the mechanic because I was like, but you don't understand. This is my scooter, and it's flawless, and I love it. Gorgeous. And how yeah. can it be running one day, and then we bring it in, and now it just is dead like like this it seized. It broke
0: on the inside, and I said, don't know yeah. a lot
1: about cars or scooters or anything. But I'm like, can you explain? Like, how did this happen? Like, we don't understand, and I still kind of don't exactly understand I don't what think I happened. Do either. It's but we're you know. That scooter's dead. Like it's gone. It's, it's got to go to the scooter graveyard if yeah. there is such a thing. And
0: it's disappointing or yeah. frustrating. You can start to feel like a victim. And Don, I I think that these are stories, of course, of real life examples in our lives of of things that happen. But you know, if we're not careful. We can let a victim mentality creep into our marriage relationship. I know with you and I, Don, maybe there are times where I might say something I shouldn't to you and suddenly your mind or your emotions start telling you that you're a victim. Right. Yep. And and that would be okay, maybe because I'm at fault and I shouldn't have done yeah. that to you, but that's not the place that you want to live. I need to be able to say, I'm sorry. And you need to be able to get over that. And move on.
1: I know, Travis, just in the last couple of weeks, I remember one day in particular, I was sharing some thoughts and feelings with you, not just thoughts, but kind of pouting or taking pity on myself. And you looked at me and you said, Don, you're not a victim. You're a victor. I did. I was like, in the moment, I didn't necessarily appreciate that you said that, but (laughs) it's so true. I'm not a victim. I am a victor. And I, I know that God has given me a story from the day that I was born. I definitely had kind of a rough upbringing. The the cards that I was dealt as a child into, you know, my young adulthood wasn't, they weren't the greatest cards and I had to choose to exchange those cards for better ones. But I know my past was one that might not be glamorous and make someone else want to walk in my shoes. It's a story. It has forced me to have to overcome many things that others may never have to encounter or even dream about overcoming. But the thing is that we we all have a story, don't we, Travis? We do. Each and so every different. one of us. And when I think of the road that I personally had traveled on, you know, growing up, I have to often ask myself, "Am I a victim?" And you know what? It's funny because in some people's eyes, when I tell people my stories. They look at me and they said, "Yes, you are a victim." They have given me, you know, permission to call myself yeah. a victim, and that and that is um, alluring, isn't yeah. it? it all,
0: you almost want to buy into
1: that mindset
0: and run with right. it, and then it, it like makes you feel justified <laughs> to have a bad
1: attitude. Yes, exactly. And again, like I said, when I share my story with others, they have given me permission to claim that status and injustice. It has been done to me in life. And life has not always been fair. But am I a victim? You know, only I can answer that And choose to walk down that victim road if I want to or not.
0: Yeah. And you really answer that question based on how you think, how you choose to feel, but also how you choose to walk out your life. And really, again, going back to marriage, there are things, Don, that you could do to me and I could play the victim and, you know, hold a grudge against you for three days and not want to talk to you. Or I could say, you know what? She made a mistake. She's human. She's human. Uh, This isn't like a a showstopper, game-changing mistake. She's just being flawed. Right. I'm going to choose to get over it. See, it would be easy for us to claim victim and to live on that path, not taking responsibility for our own actions, our own feelings, our own decisions. And the end result, of course, of that decision would lead to bitterness, dissatisfaction in our marriage, discontentment, and would not allow us to live up to the full potential that God has created for us as a couple. Right.
1: Yep. As I think about my life and my past, I ask myself, you know, am I a victim? I've asked myself that quite a bit. And my answer is this. Absolutely not. I am not a victim. I am a victor. I claim victory. I'm a victor who has been saved and redeemed by the blood of Jesus and by the power of my testimony. I love that the Bible talks about that in Revelations.
0: Yeah, it definitely changes who we are. If we are followers of Jesus, those of you that are listening, if you're a follower of Jesus, You are no longer a victim. It doesn't matter what has happened to you. Yes, it might be an injustice. Yes, it might be unfair. Yes, the person that did it to you might be in prison. But at the end of the day, God does not see you as a victim. He sees you as a victor. And even if you don't believe in Jesus or follow Jesus, I want you to know you are a strong person and you have the ability to cry out to God and to become a victor.
1: We need to get out of that victim mentality and declare victory. There's victory. We have Jesus on our side and he has made us victors, not victims.
0: So what are we really talking about? Well, if you compare a victim to a victor, you can clearly see why choosing the path of a victor would be the better decision. So here are a few of those comparisons. First of all, a victim has a negative outlook on life, but a Victor has a positive outlook on life. It's so different right. between negativity and positivity. Right. You know, down one quick example that pops in my mind, my brother-in-law has said that he's been pulled over like three times for speeding and he gets warnings. Right. But I've been <laughs> pulled over and I promise you, I think I've gotten at least three speeding tickets in my <laughs> lifetime. And, you know, I could look at myself and go, why me? What's wrong with me? I'm a victim. Or I could thank the police officer and realize that him giving me that ticket, like that's helping me be more careful driving right. through neighborhoods and not accidentally hitting someone right. that I needed that. That's a good thing. So it's shifting from negative thinking to positive thinking, right. from being a victim to a victor.
1: And if you were speeding, you probably deserve those tickets. <laughs> <Definitely> <laughs> Sorry. Did. I, you know me, I'm not a speeder. So definitely, um, did. if you were speeding, hey, you, there's a penalty for that. Absolutely. <laughs> well, a
0: victim looks for people to blame, while a victor takes responsibility for his or her character. The blame
1: game. Absolutely. Oh
0: my gosh. I love it when people just say, hey, I did that, I was wrong. I'm going to take responsibility. I mean, that's just such a high level of maturity, both spiritual, but even, you know, relational or social intelligence, or, or we call it emotional intelligence. And that's just a really, really great thing. When a victim makes a poor choice, he looks for a reason or she looks for a reason to say it wasn't their fault. But when a victor messes up, they own it and they admit that they were wrong. Why is this a concept important in marriage with your marriage as you're listening to this, hopefully with your spouse? Why? Because we live together every day and there are times where we offend each other or we annoy each other or we just do something that's wrong and we can play the victim or we can play the victor. Right.
1: We just need to own our own mistakes and admit that we're wrong. Which is hard sometimes.
0: It's hard, but it's the right thing to do. A victim, here we go, is oftentimes overwhelmed with day-to-day tasks, while a victor works hard to overcome each and every obstacle one at a time. And again, I think that's a really good concept, Don, in terms of... When we are victims, we just start throwing our hands up in the air and saying, well, I can't, and I'm overwhelmed. But a victor says, okay, I'm just going to focus on the few things that I can do right now, and in the next hour, I'll focus on some other things. And they keep moving. They don't walk around with a defeatism mentality. And that would really make a difference in marriages when it comes to accomplishing tasks or goals together and doing great things as a couple.
1: Again, we're just comparing victim to victim. And we can clearly see why choosing the path of victor is definitely the better decision. So let's go on a little bit more. A victim has a hard time getting past a problem, but a victor works through a problem. So if you're a victim, sometimes you even stop right in the middle of the problem, but a victor works through it and solves it, gets to the end of it. Yeah.
0: And I think going back to that positivity piece, the, the victor says, hey, this problem is an opportunity to get stronger. Yeah. Uh, This problem is something that is going to teach me something.
1: I know as well. A victim can lack motivation, but a victor is very driven and they're going to get the job done. They're going to keep going after it till it's done. A victim has learned all that they can, but a victor is always looking to learn more so if you're you if you're a victim you know what you've already learned that you can but yeah. i love that victors are learners they're lifelong oh, learners
0: isn't that good yeah a victim just gives up doesn't want to learn anymore well what's the point i'm not going to try That is so cool. I want to be a lifelong learner for, for as long as I'm on this earth that God gives me, we need to keep learning. And that's a part of why you're listening to this podcast. That's why we listen to podcasts. That's why we are consuming books. It's really good.
1: Lastly, and probably the most important, this is most important to me. A victim claims defeat while a victor looks defeat in the face and claims victory. Again, A victim claims defeat. No, I am not a victim. I am not going to claim defeat, but I'm going to become a victor and I'm going to claim victory. That's what I want for my life. That's what I want for our marriage, Travis. We are not going to be victims. We're victors in our marriage. We're claiming victory. (laughs) I
0: love that. You know, when two people, husband and wife, both just determine in their minds and their hearts that they're victors and they're going to live that way and they're going to overcome obstacles together, even if the obstacle is their own relationship and their own... Getting along, boy, that makes all the difference in the world. So, we want to ask you guys what are you? Are you a victim?
1: What are you? What is your marriage? What are you personally?
0: Do you just give up? Do you just get frustrated? Do you just hit the divorce button and just walk away and say, I'm going to ignore you for like three days straight? what are you? It's time to decide. Don't kick back and relax and just kind of coast along in your marriage and in your life. Get up off the couch, get up off the, you know, I'm in a hospital bed victim mentality and start to live your best life right now. Claim victory. Absolutely. You see, it's not God's plan for us to be victims in life or in our marriages, no matter what life has thrown at us. It is God's plan, on the other hand, for us to overcome our past and to be victors. Don, you can tell you're, why I'm so passionate. You're very
1: passionate about this. We and, think we both are. I
0: think we both are. So, and part of it is because my life verse, I'm going to read it to you guys. I've probably shared it before, but here it is again. Hebrews 10:39. This is not a victim verse from the Bible. This is a victor verse, my life verse. But we do not belong to those who shrink back and are destroyed, but to those who have faith and are saved. How cool. That's
1: amazing. Doesn't that just um, charge you up? But we don't belong
0: to those who shrink back and are destroyed, but we belong to those who believe and are saved.
1: Victims shrink back, but victors are the ones that are victors and they claim victory and they have faith and they are saved. Yeah.
0: I think of Paul the Apostle. I can't remember the name of the town. I think it was... Uh, Lystrom or something. But in the New Testament and the Acts of the Apostles, they said they dragged him outside of the town and they stoned him to death, you know, and left him for dead. But the Bible says literally the next phrase after they left him for dead, it says he got back up and he went into (laughs) the town. And I'll never forget that phrase. He got back up and went into the town. And that is it. We don't shrink back, but we believe and are saved. So don't be destroyed. Don't Don't allow your past to dictate your future. Don't allow your past mistakes in your marriage, your past failures to dictate your future uh, marriage
1: to your spouse. So I think we just have to answer one question before we're done. And it's this. So how do we do this? How do we let go of the victim status and claim Victor? Honestly, I feel like many of us just need to let go. We need to let go of the past and allow God to make all things new. He can do that if you're willing, if you're willing to give it to him, but you just have to be willing. So are you, are you willing to let God make all things new? We need to just open up our hands and release all that we may be carrying and exchange it for what God has for us. And once you guys do this, you will experience a weight lift Mm. off of your souls forever. You will no longer be victims. You will be victors.
0: Again, the reason why we are focusing on this in this episode today is because, Don, you and I, we have seen so many individuals and so many marriages where their wheels are just spinning because they have not only embraced the victim mentality, they have swallowed it hook, line, and sinker. And you know what's awful about that is they are forfeiting, giving up this incredible, amazing life that God has for them. And all they have to do is embrace the victor mentality. I mean, after all, the Bible calls us children of God, sons and daughters right. of God because of Jesus. So, hey, we're going to end with what I would say is a victor passage, yes. but really like a a prayer of blessing over those of you that are listening. And we just ask that you would open your souls, open your marital heart And just soak in this passage, this prayer from the Bible. Here's what it says. Now may the God of peace who brought again from the dead our Lord Jesus, the great shepherd of the sheep, by the blood of the eternal covenant, equip you with everything good that you may do his will, working in us that which is pleasing in his sight through Jesus Christ, to whom be glory forever and ever. Amen.
1: Amen. We just want to thank you for listening to this episode of the Loving the Fight Marriage Podcast. Remember, guys, you can do it. You got this. Keep loving the fight. We'll see you next time.
0: Thank you for listening to this episode of the Loving the Fight Marriage Podcast. If this podcast encouraged you, then be sure to share it with others that you care about through your Facebook page, Instagram, or other social media channels. Please hit the subscribe button if you have not subscribed and please click like and leave us a review. Tell us what you think. For more conversations about marriage and what it takes to make sure that you are loving the fight, visit us at lovingthefight.com. See you next time.